Okay. Hi. Hi, and welcome to another Katasa Healing Talk. This is the second one in the series on life energy. And this is life energy and the field of awareness. Laura. Welcome, everybody. And um, on the eve of Earth Day, which we like to say in Katasi is every day. <laughs> and um, a great subject, life energy. Um, and today, as Helmut said, it's the second talk in our series of life energy. And um, this talk is specific to the field of awareness, which could also be uh, expressed as the field of aliveness or the field of consciousness. Um, and sharing this um, talk today or exploring this talk today, <laughs> uh, we've got Helmet running our amazing tech and Kay, who's going to be leading us in this conversation. Um, Kay is our teacher of Katasi, our elder in the modern world of these understandings and you know, I'm one of the fortunate people um, to be learning from her. I'm Laura Ketty. I'm one of her students. Um, and been following her for quite a few years now and in, in just in awe of those things she can um, share with each of us. So thank you all for being here. Thank you, Helmet and Kay. I'm ready to turn it over to you. All right. So... Last time, we talked about uh, life energy and what life energy is. So now we're going to extend that uh, description and experience uh, into how life energy relates to this field of energy, the field of awareness. Um, like Laura said, the other names, it's got a bunch of different names, field of aliveness, field of um, can't think of what the other ones are. Consciousness. Consciousness that's another one. <clears throat> and there's more. There's, there's different ways people talk about it. It all means the same thing. This is the field of energy that is around us and inside us, and it's everywhere. It's everywhere, everywhere. It fills up the, the space um, between things. It lives inside the space of what we think of our, our things, uh, including um, molecules, atoms, subatomic particles, the, the field, this field is, is extremely alive. It's very alive. It's as conscious. It has awareness. It has thinking. It has emotions. It has feeling senses. It, it is of a nonlinear nature. That means that... Um, it is, is completely spiritual in nature. It's energetic. It, um, it exists outside of what we think of as 
the material world, 3D time space. That's three-dimensional time space that we are used to operating in and we're used to everything running by the laws and rules of 3D time space. So inside 3D time space, um, space governs everything here. And it's the, we learn how to, to think in terms of space and our, our dimensions. And we learn to think in terms of time. And our special brand of time, where we have the past and the present and the future, and our here-now moment is always just kind of moving through. Uh, the the here-now moment is changing. What was the here-now moment a minute ago is now in the past. And then we're coming up to another one and another one. We have um, really pretty much everything that we learn in the modern culture about what things are and how they operate, um, what they mean, how they interact with each other. The way we think about it, the way we come to know it, is all within the rules and laws of 3D time-space as we have come to know it in, in our modern times. Everything that is truly of a spiritual nature uh, stretches outside of those boundaries. And then the majority of things that are spiritual, for instance, is is totally outside 3D time-space. So this field, this spiritual energy, this, um, this realm, you could say, the realm of, of the field of awareness, field of aliveness, it's, it's totally spiritual in nature. So this field, it is part of it. It, it encompasses, it saturates uh, everything that we think of is 3D time space and way beyond that, way beyond that. It goes throughout all the other dimensions of our universe. It is, like I said, it's alive, it's conscious, it has emotions, it, it has sensory feelings of a spiritual nature. It... It thinks. It's, uh, it has connectedness to everything. It is intimately connected with absolutely everything, linear and nonlinear, throughout our universe. And that means that all the way through us, through our, through our body, through our being, our mind, uh, our, our heart, our emotions, our spiritual energy, it is in the realm of this field, this field uh, of complete aliveness. The reason some people call it the field of aliveness is because uh, 
it is so incredibly vibrantly alive and connected to everything, absolutely everything. And in this connectedness, there's sharing. Everything is shared. All the different kinds of energies, all the different kinds of um, light, visual, non-visual, emotions, thoughts, sensory perception, all of our experiences um, as, as things move and live through uh, in our 3D time space, everything is experiencing. And those experiences uh, are energy that's full of information and, and emotions and sensory perceptions and, and much more. And these are all shared. All these things are shared between everybody, everything throughout the universe. One of the ways that everything gets shared is with life energy. Life energy is a major, major component of the field of aliveness. And you could say that the field of aliveness is contained in the life energy. All the knowledge, all knowledge, all information, all experience, all energies are contained inside the life energy. They are also contained inside the field. All potentials, all possibilities, all possible knowledge, all possible experiences, all history, all past things. It's all contained inside the life energy and it's contained inside the field. And everybody and everything has access to all of that at any time. That includes humans. We tend to be a little different than everybody else, like the trees and the plants and the rocks and the dirt and the water and the wind and all kinds of other spiritual entities that exist. Um, all these things are an open book to all of them all the time. They're all totally aware of them, consciously aware of all these exchanges of love and and life energy, and all the other energies, and light, and everything. Whatever knowledge is, is sought after or needed, whatever kind of experience, information, it's all right there, and it's there instantaneously. It is there for us, too. We just happen to be a little on the thick and slow side when it comes to applying our attention in that direction. And that shouldn't be any surprise to humans living today, especially in the modern world, because we have learned to, to just turn our attention away from pretty much everything that is of a non-linear nature, an energetic nature, a spiritual nature. So that means we have turned our attention away from the field, 
this beautiful feel of aliveness and awareness and feel the beauty. That's another name that uh, I came across. Um, that one comes from the Navajo tradition, the field of beauty. We've, we've turned our attention away and we've been focusing it very exclusively and intensely on 3D time space and the things that are deemed uh, real <laughs> within the 3D time space. We've focused our attention very exclusively on the material things. The, the material aspects of existence, uh, the existence we we have in our environment that we live in, the material part of our physical existence. Yeah. In this body, in this lifetime, uh, in this body. In doing that, we've we've kind of shut the door on all of our other sensory abilities. As a, as a living conscious entity, we have incredible senses, awareness, the, these capabilities of being able to perceive and experience so many, many, many things that are not contained, corralled into the experience of material things, material existence, our three-dimensional time, space, material stuff. We limit ourselves so tremendously. It's uh, unbelievable how we limit ourselves uh, and to the extent shutting all the rest of this out. And the ancients say that the material 3D time-space part of our existence, this, this very linear part of our existence, is the small part, the small piece. And sometimes referred to as uh, the male aspect of our awareness and our physical existence. <clears throat> and the, this very linear male focus, masculine focus on 3D time space, this is really the very, very, very small part of it. And the rest of the, the universe, the rest of our existence is just Enormous, it's just, it's endless, it's huge. And we really do have access to it. We just aren't focusing on it. Uh, the pre-dynastic Egyptians have a very interesting way of talking about this with a symbol, hieroglyph. Now this hieroglyph, uh, it's a curved line and it has, oops, I'm moving my mic. Um, it has these two lines that come down, and then they, there's a little line at the bottom there. Now, this is the symbol of Bost, the cat goddess, 
curved line. Looks like sometimes some drawings it looks like a crescent moon, and then this rectangle box coming down. That represents both male and female together, and that's uh, that's because what you what you see there is two different hieroglyph symbols that are superimposed over each other. The male symbol and the female symbol. Female symbol is the crescent with a box coming down. This is the womb, the uterus, the womb. And the box coming down is the vagina, the birth canal. Now the male symbol is the box coming down. And that's a phallus, penis, male symbol. And they are in union. They're they're intertwined. They're in union. It does represent the physicalness of it. And that's one part of the, the teachings in the temples of Bast. But it's a very small part. The, what it's really representing is the male, the linear, the box, linear, square, rectangle, 90-degree corners, linear, very physical, physically oriented, uh, materially oriented, three-dimensional time-space oriented, box. There's the phallus. It's superimposed over the uterus, the womb, the womb of the universe, the birth canal, the vagina, superimposed. So they are in union. And that represents how we are supposed to learn how to live. Right now, we're living with the male symbol. We're living in the box. And we're told and and we believe that that's all there is. That's it. That's all there is, is just this um, material, maleness, mechanical, 3D time space. uh, Doesn't have a whole lot of anything else. (laughs) Sometimes there's emotions there. But the focus is, is so linear. Linear, 3D time space. This uterus, this womb, the womb of the universe. The birth canal. This, this represents our, our focusing in to the rest of the universe. This is the place uh, of the field. This is how we make contact with the field. This is one way, and it's ceremoniously. Uh, there, there's traditions where people follow this, this track and this energy and this using the image in their mind to help them find this, the birth canal, this vagina of the universe, the womb of the universe, and make contact with, with this field of aliveness and this life energy all the life energy and filling oneself with the life energy and utilizing it, learning how to do that. And 
when we make contact with the the non-linear, the spiritual aspect of everything, this this womb of the universe is endless. It fills the universe, our universe, and beyond. It is endless. That's really, really, really big. And it's way, way, way bigger than our material linear box. And what we think of as our material linear 3D time space uh, world that we live in, we've got the, our planet, we've got a sun with our, with our solar system, we've got a galaxy, there's a whole bunch more galaxies, we've got a whole physical universe. We see it with our telescopes. We see the beautiful nebulas and star systems, star clusters and all all this stuff. We're perceiving the physical part, which is the small part, itsy-bitsy small part. And the rest is energetic and spiritual. And that's... That's what we're shutting out. Can you imagine? We're shutting out the majority of our existence, of our perceptions, of our whole universe. We're shutting all this stuff out. And in that field of aliveness is uh, with this life energy, the life energy is moving. It's always moving everywhere. It's a, a an ocean, an endless ocean and rivers in the ocean and they're moving through us in all kinds of different ways and uh, bringing us these energetic nutrients, the aliveness, sharing the aliveness. It's full, full of love. It's created out of love. So it's bringing all this love and this information and experiences of all these other things and beings and consciousnesses throughout the universe. And we can tune into it whenever we want. We just need to learn how to do that. And part of learning how to do that, how to sensitize ourselves to being able to turn on our spirit senses again. We're born with them awake. We're born knowing who we are, knowing our own song, full of life energy, full. And it's flowing huge, endless, uh, massively through our system. And we we utilize it. We have a feeling of understanding about it and remembering. Because when... When we're in a state like that, which we call being in our song, knowing our song, our truth, our whole beingness. The song is our whole beingness. And we're identifying with it when we're an infant. And we know our connectedness to everything. So, in a sense, the spiritual journey is a, is a matter of remembering. But sometimes it's finding it anew as well. And with this, all this life energy in the field and 
making contact with it. We have ceremonies. All traditions have ceremonies about how to get introduced consciously, purposefully to this life energy and to let it increase in our body. Because as we grow up, we learn how to um, follow the culture. We take on the cultural programming and we diminish ourselves. We focus on, on, on the little box. We focus on the, the material, the linear, the physical 3D time space. We start forgetting and tuning out everything else. We start forgetting our, the truth of our own being, our song, what it feels like. And we start to identify with what people tell us, what the culture tells us, our programming. We think that's who and what we are. But we're not. <laughs> we are this extraordinary entity that came here to be physical and experience stuff. And when we, when we start taking on the programming, we, we learn how to shut our energy channels down. We have big energy channels coming up our legs, coming up the center of our body, going out our arms and up above our head, goes down into the earth. We learn how to start closing them down, narrowing them down, diminishing the flow. Because if we don't do that, we can't believe the programming. So if we're going to believe the programming and, and live like a modern human and, and the programming just kind of numbs us out and puts us in a kind of sleep. And so as we do that, we narrow down those, those life energy channels and let only this little trickle of it through. Now the life is going, life energy moves in two directions at once. Some traditions all they remember from the really ancient teachings is one direction coming up, coming up. Sometimes uh, if their idea starts uh, that it comes up in the groin, the tailbone area at the base chakra at the bottom of the spine. That's their idea of where it starts. And then it moves up, up the central channel, which kind of follows the spine and then goes up and they know the energy that is traveling upward. That's the only thing that they were taught because they, through the many millennia, have forgotten the rest of the teachings. The rest of the teachings say that those channels go down the legs, down through the feet, down into the earth. And that life energy comes up from the earth, comes up into the feet and into the legs and up the central channel and down the arms, out the hands and the fingers and up through the crown and up, up, up. The life energy is moving from the earth up this channel into the body, but it's also coming down. The ancient teachings say that energy, any kind of energy, is going to want to travel in two directions at the same time. It flows up. And there's a same kind of river of is flowing down. And it's, there's a huge channel of it from the sun, from our sun. And it's coming down. So we have two huge rivers of life and light, life energy, 
flowing in two directions at once. And we learn this in the ancient teachings. And we learn how to open the channels back up with the help of, of the earth and the sun and the galaxy and all our spirit helpers instead of trying to force it open all by ourselves, which is not very healthy and a bit dangerous for some people. So it's not, not recommended. So when we can do this, um, the senses start to turn back on. And our chakras start to operate, these energy channels that are located all, all over our body, seven major ones, bigger than the others. And they start uh, activating those spirit senses, and we start being sensitive to what is the field of aliveness and how it is inside us and how it is outside us. And it is in everything, and it's, it, it flows through with the life energy. There was a question about, is life energy and the field of aliveness exactly the same thing? Not quite, but kind of close. So I hope this description kind of um, makes that a little bit clearer. It's a funny thing about a lot of these spiritual and nonlinear things. In order to learn them, you have to experience them. In order for them to be making any kind of sense at all, you have to experience them. And those experiences stretch way out of the rules of space and time and physical matter. So this is something we we uh, have to learn and we have to work at. And um, we do that with ceremonies and ritualistic exercises that involve us in the nonlinear so that we can learn it step by step and piece by piece. And we learn by experiencing it. So that's... That's the deal with life energy, with all of its beauty and its love and its aliveness and intelligence and the field of aliveness, this field of awareness, consciousness, and all of its aliveness and connectedness and and incredible beauty and love. And that's what spiritual teachings are are really about that's that's the ancient teachings that have been brought down for so many 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 millennia on this planet and they came from other planets and they were gifted to us here so i invite you to explore this incredible beauty of the rest of existence besides our physicalness So I hand it over to you, Laura Helmut, and any questions that our audience has about any of these things, any of this material. It is a beautiful, exciting, and friendly subject. 
Beautiful, okay. Again, thank you. Thank you. Um, if you want to join us for the life energy initiation, initiation ceremony that we have coming up, the Dance of the Earth Fire Serpent, and rediscover your connection to the field, to this field that Kay just so beautifully described, <clears throat> um, you can go to katase.world forward slash earth fire serpent life. Um, if you want to talk with us, you can find me at katase.world forward slash talk. Where can they find you, Laura? They can find me at info at lauraketty.com, L-O-R-A-K-E-D-D-I-E.com. And I think we can post um, below this talk in the post, we can put the, the link helmet mentioned on how to register um, for this upcoming event. And, you, you know, we kind of, those locally, I'd love for you to come dance, come dance this with us. It's, it's a amazing life changing. You'll never be the same again. Ceremony. That's, you know, it, it just, it's our human right. You know, it's our human existence to be able to have all this life energy and to dance. It is that opportunity. And you are in the Portland area. I am in the Portland. Yes. It, it, the, those who are local, um, I, I, I'm, I'm allowed. So we're not breaking any rules to have a certain <laughs> amount of people here. I, we're, I'm out at Ketty Farms and um, you're welcome to contact me if you're in the Portland or Salem area of Oregon and want to participate as a group. Um, we'll be dancing it together on the farm here as Kate leads it. Yeah, it's it's guided. It's an online ceremony. It's guided life by Kay, uh, and there's a group joining, as Laura described, at her place. So, and there'll be people connecting from all over the world. Yeah, we've done it before, and it's pretty potent. You can always dance it yourself. We have of ways of showing you how to do that for those who want a little more intimacy with it. You know, but it's one of those things that even um, either way, you're going to experience something amazing. And it's all online, mm-hmm. live online. Yeah. This okay. is fantastic. Thank you. We'd love to have you there and experience this. It is truly remarkable. Any other thoughts, Laura, Kay? Oh, I have so many. I'll ask them in other ways and other times. I, I, I think I have a whole like another three hours of questions. So, and thoughts. <laughs> we may not have three hours, but anything that sticks out? Oh, sticks you out? really want me to go there? <laughs> Sure, why not? Okay, one of the things that you said is that it, at first I, I heard it the way you didn't say it. You said sensitize ourselves. 
And the first I heard you say desensitize ourselves because I'm so used to hearing that. Like become desensitive to these things. And, you know, it's, we use the language to not let them trigger us, but we're doing, I mean, it just reminds me and everything we're in this is learning how to be sensitive and use that as a power, as a strength. And we could talk. (laughs) I think that's a separate talk. I was worried about that, but it was just, you know, coming from, you know, being highly empathic and told, you know, it's okay to squirrel yourself away and, you know, learn to be desensitive because you're too sensitive. And so it just, uh, yeah, it's a whole, I, whatever you're going to say, Kay, but I'll be quiet now. <laughs> we want to turn the volume on our senses back up. We have uh, beautiful physical senses. Everybody's familiar with those. In our culture, our modern culture, we've actually dimmed those down too. We've turned the, the faucet down. Okay, so it just, uh, yeah, it's a whole. I... <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm getting mixed up here. Go ahead. Sorry. So, we need to, to tune those back up so that we have the, the full capacity of uh, our sense of touch and smell and taste and sight and hearing, uh, all of that. Because there's a, there's a whole much bigger piece of the material world that we're missing as well. We've shut that down. So we need to sensitize ourselves to the physical senses. And then there's the spirit senses, which appear to us in in a kind of mirroring kind of way to our physical senses. But it's deeper. They go go way beyond, uh, much fuller and deeper than what we perceive with our physical senses. So in mirroring uh, sound, our sense of hearing, or seeing, smelling, tasting, touching. And then there's even more. There's a lot more spiritual senses. The pre-dynastic Egyptians say in total, there's 360 different spirit senses. So it's been a long time since humanity has been engaging all of that. Long time. We're talking a good 10,000 years ago, maybe more, a lot more. That's where the, uh, the pre-dynastic uh, Egyptians, um, they were living in Egypt at that time for, for a number of millennia. They were a colony of Atlantis. And all these teachings uh, came from there. They also came from Lemuria. And we have a lot of the same teachers from um, other star systems, 
came to both places and left a lot of their teachings. And there have been some peoples on the planet that have worked really, really, really hard to keep the teachings intact and alive and pass them down from generation to generation through all these many, many, many millennia. And they, they're here. They're available today. So that's what these things are about. How to, how to become our potential. This is, we have all the abilities in us. We're, we're built for this. We're built to be able to utilize all these senses and all this life energy, huge, huge amounts of life energy. Once you're initiated, the more you use it, the, the wider those energy channels get, the more flow of life energy you are able to um, manipulate through your body and with your intent, uh, Heal yourself, heal others, share it with others for all kinds of different reasons and manifesting, communicating with the universe, learning about whatever it is you want directly from the universe, from the field, from the life energy. This is, this is our birthright. And we've been missing it as a species for a very, very long time. No, it's, it's, it's time. That era, that world has ended. We're seeing the dregs of it as we have the bridge time to move into a new world. We have to build this new world. That's our responsibility is to build this new world out of our thoughts and our beliefs and our love, our intentions our desires of what we would like to see in a new world. We are all participating in building the new world. So that's why spiritual teachings are um, coming awake. They're being let out of the secret boxes from these cultures who kept them um, so well protected for so long. And they're being shared around the planet from all these different cultures. Because we really need it right now. We need this way of living and thinking and being and knowing. We have to let go of all all of the ways that we have learned to be in our modern culture. All of this, what the ancients call the upside down and backwards turning wheel, upside down and backwards turning energy, way of thinking, way of living, way of being, way of feeling. Because that energy destroys everything. It's a wheel. And as the move, the wheel moves, it destroys everything and even itself. We're seeing the the last bits of it. We're seeing the dregs of it. Lots and lots of destruction. So to not be caught in the destruction and not let our future world get dragged into that destruction, we need to let go of everything from, from the past era. 
and learn fresh and new and clean. Learn that positive turning wheel energy. Create a positive turning wheel world. Nice. This is how we do it. And you can start with the dance of the earth fire serpent, if you'd like. That makes it possible. The more um, energy, more of this life energy you have, the more open and awake your channels and your chakras are, um, the more you you can do, the more you can um, think, the more you can access the universe, the nonlinear knowledge, the more healing you can do, the healthier you get, the healthier other people get, the healthier your relationships get, your communities, everything. It's That's where it starts. In the ancient teachings, it starts right there. Learning about who you really are, what we call our song, and this life energy because that's that's what makes it possible. Otherwise, we live in that very addicted life. Uh, we become addicted to that programming, to the asleepness, to all everything that is is wrong and destructive about it. Take a, the food as an example: modern, commercial, processed, fast food. It's a disaster. It's a good example of um, this backwards turning wheel. We have to let go of, of our addictions to all of those things. And life is so incredibly beautiful when you drop them. And you can really experience real aliveness and connectedness in yourself to everything else. To be able to connect and perceive and feel uh, that aliveness and interaction with, with anything and everything. Say a tree, for example. They're a good example because they like talking to humans. And their way of, of talking is, is energetic. It's nonlinear. So we have to let go of the expectations from just the linear type of experience of talking with something. We learn how to talk at without really listening. But we learn how to listen. When we start to wake up, we learn how to listen. So this communication we say like a tree becomes like a love affair. It's You can't help but to fall in love with the entity that is that tree. And there's so much beauty there and there's so much love and so much to be shared, information, ideas, and the sharing of experiences of the tree itself, of other trees, and through the tree it experiences that have been communicated to that tree from the field of aliveness that come from anywhere in the universe and we can access that easily and beautifully and smoothly and luscious 
That kind of communication is absolutely luscious. When you take it back to your human life, your human relationships, if you could communicate back and forth like that, with that deep, deep level, many levels of of love and communication, information, exchange, energies exchanged, it's uh, goes beyond beautiful. That's life. That is real living in real life. And our ancestors have saved it for us because they knew this day was coming and then and we'd be ready for it and we'd need this knowledge and these abilities back, the awakeness back. Thank you again. Beautiful. Katase. Thank you, so Thank you too, Laura. Katase.world forward slash earth fire serpent life. I think that's it for today. We have two more talks. One about life energy and an awakening journey. And one um, about life and the importance of life energy on an awakening journey. And the other one is the importance of life energy in healing. So there's lots more coming. I think we can leave it here for the day. I want to thank both of you. Thank you, Laura. Thank you, Helmut, for all that you put into uh, these webinars and making all this kind of stuff possible and the websites. And uh, Thank you. Thank you so much, Kay. Thank you for everything you have put into everything, <laughs> for never giving up on your journey <laughs> and never giving up on us. And thanks for everybody joining us. And see you next time. Next week. Day. Next week, Thursday at noon mountain time. Okay. Love you. Love you. See you all there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.